welcome to another episode of Let's Chat Reality. I'm Michael. And I'm Molly. And today we are going to discuss Big Brother 25. It's finally almost back as of recording this. It's about T-minus 46, 45 hours away. <laughs> so, so excited for it to start. Um, and we just earlier today got the cast for the new season. So we are going to do a preview of each of them, give our predictions, which are probably going to be horribly wrong, as they always are. But it'll be fun to go back later in the season, look back at our predictions uh, from now and see how right or wrong we were. Um, but first, before we get to all that, we have some news to cover. So first here, we have uh, some Survivor news. So it came out uh, earlier this past week that an alleged new twist for the season, which I will say, the source for this twist, Inside Survivors, typically always very reliable. So I do trust that this is accurate. Um, but a new twist for Survivor 45, which is the upcoming season, is that one member of the tribe that wins immunity, so this is pre-jury, pre-merge, that one member of the winning tribe will get to observe at the losing tribe's tribal council. So they won't get to speak, is my understanding. They won't get to actually participate in any way other than just watching it all unfold. So it kind of gives them some inside knowledge into that tribe's dynamics and prevent them to be able to lie, I guess, about what happened. You know, sometimes they'll say, oh yeah, an idol was used at this tribal or whatever to try to make people think like, oh, there's no idols left or, you know, something like that. So it'll be interesting uh, to see how that goes. Molly, do you like that twist? What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I think that could be interesting. And also another like perk to then winning that immunity for whoever wins that um so i think that could be another element to that like the stakes there i guess um but i don't know we'll have to see how that plays out but i'm not like totally opposed to that yeah i agree i'm interested to see how it plays out i think my only fear is that it could prevent people from really being honest and at tribal and that they'll already be kind of more vague and mysterious than they already are <laughs> a lot of times. And I, I used to, you know, back in the earlier seasons, people generally kind of laid out everything at Tribal. Like they would talk very openly, very freely. And as time's gone on, we've already seen all the whispering and all the stuff, you know, at the live Tribals and quotes. Yeah. And I worry that we're just going to kind of get more of those because people don't want the observer to know anything um but it could be interesting also on the other hand if that observer goes back to their tribe are they going to be honest about what they saw or are they going to keep stuff to themselves so i think that dynamic could be really interesting also i'm glad it's not the whole tribe that gets to see it so that we do kind of get some of that possibly but yeah i think we'll see how it goes and if it continues it could also evolve over time how people use that to their advantage yeah for sure so we'll have to see. Yeah, <laughs> excited for that to come back uh, in the next couple months here also. Um, next, we got just earlier today, the cast for Special Forces Season 2 came out, which I have to say, very impressed by this cast, actually. Um, I'm so <laughs> Let me read. I have the cast pulled up here. Um, I'll just read through the names. First and foremost... 
Tom Sandoval is on the cast here. Um, he, we haven't really heard much from him publicly since the reunion, at least. So I don't know. Let me see. When is this coming out? Um, September 25th. So that's probably before next season of Vanderpump Rules drops. Or yeah. maybe right around. I know. I was really surprised to see him. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be interesting if this does come out before Vanderpump Rules. This is kind of going to be our first uh, time we hear from him since the reunion, if he does talk about Scandal at all um so that could be really interesting actually um and along with him we have uh let me see get, get back up here tara reed black china jojo siwa des bryant two bachelor nation members tyler cameron and our favorite Nick. by all <laughs> <laughs> um savannah chrisley also could be interesting because we haven't really heard i well i guess we have heard from her about um you know her parents going to prison but she might discuss that which could be interesting um brian austin green ryan or sorry robert horry uh olympians eric aaron jackson and brody miller and uh jack osborne and then kelly rizzo so molly what do you think about the cast overall well i was just most excited about nick um uh, yeah, <laughs> because course. i love nick um but i also think the other people in the cast are good people overall like for this show i think also like in general like i think i'm excited to see tom sandoval as well even though i don't like him but like i'm excited to see like what that is gonna be like in the show yeah. in this kind of dynamic i'm just like these challenges and stuff like that it's not as much drama I'm sure mm -hmm. um but I'm just excited to see overall like how everyone meshes together because it's all of like interesting like strong personality people too um so that will be fun to see I'm sure yeah I agree that this is actually a pretty impressive cast they put together I feel like I I mean look a handful of them I don't know at all but um, there's quite a few that, uh, of the ones I do know, I'm very interested to see them. And I mean, seeing Nick and Tom Sandoval together will be interesting actually, because Nick's been talking a lot about Vanderbump rules <laughs> and he's yeah. been very pro Katie, who Tom obviously does never gotten along with. Um, he's been very pro Ariana, of course. So it'll be interesting to see if the two of them talk at all about the the scandal or if it kind of is avoided because i mean i'll be honest i didn't watch season one so i don't know exactly how much we see of those types of conversations with them yeah. about you know their other shows or their personal lives or whether it's mostly just competition based and physical activities i i don't know did you watch season one at all I didn't either, okay. so I don't know actually about like the dynamics either of how that goes about, but I feel like there has to be some conversation. Yeah, because like, like um, I, I know on Stars on Mars, which I also didn't really watch any full episodes, but I did see clips on YouTube that you know, Tom Schwartz was on there and he did talk a little bit about Cannibal that was filmed I think like literally right after that, whole, yeah. that all happened. 
but we saw a little bit of those types of conversations there at least. So I'm thinking that potentially this could kind of be similar where it's not a lot of those types of conversations, but a little bit, even, you know, especially in the beginning, probably as they're trying, as they're getting to know each other and, uh, you know, letting the audience get to know them for anyone who doesn't know the backstories. So yeah, yeah we'll, we'll yeah. definitely stay tuned on that. I know that Nick also just had on Jojo on his podcast. So that I was like, at first mm. a little bit confused, like, oh, how do they get connected? And then obviously she, they were both on special forces. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he gets a lot of people in general, but that was, I was like, oh, right. okay, now there's that connection. That makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I'm sure that maybe they become friends. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll we will stay tuned on that. We're, and I, I, there's going to be starting in September. I feel like so much reality TV because of the strike and net, these networks having to fill that time. So we're going to have yeah. a lot to cover then. With you know what, the more the merrier. I welcome it. <laughs> yes. And speaking of, you know, other shows coming out, um, next we have the new season of The Ultimatum dropping on August 23rd. So that's coming up in less than a month. We yeah. have, um, this is, I don't know if they're considering season two or season three, because does the um, Queer Love count as a separate show? I, I'm not sure. But this is season season two of the regular show, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, and we have uh, five new couples who will go through the same process as uh, the previous two seasons. And I am very excited for that. Me too. I know I saw that preview and I was like, oh my gosh, another season so quickly. And I'm actually really excited for that because The Ultimatum is one of my favorite reality shows I would say at this point um even mm. though it's like messy it just it's yeah. entertaining to watch it um <laughs> so I'm excited for it I'll be ready when it comes on like people are like oh it's really soon but I'm like I'm I'm already ready like don't need to wait <laughs> I am too and then right after that where I think we're getting uh the new season of love is blind so we're gonna be oh, pretty yeah. good in the Netflix uh dating universe Yes, my up. favorite kind of shows <laughs> <laughs> good you're getting a lot of them yeah um back to vanderpump rules <laughs> news we have um some tea from the new season some more tidbits coming out here every day it seems like i feel like we're going to know the whole season by the time we finish filming but <laughs> Uh, Ariana Maddox is allegedly refusing to film with Tom Sandoval, at least one-on-one. -on -one. We've seen her in the same room as him at group events, but allegedly they've just been completely avoiding each other and not acknowledging each other's existence. So the question here, because apparently the producers are frustrated by it, they've wanted them to have a one-on-one -on -one scene, the cast, I think, is a little frustrated by it just because they know everyone wants to see that, of course, and they want the show to be the best it can be. So I think the question is, is that expected of Ariana to film with Tom if they're both going to be back together filming the new season? Or is it understandable that she's kind of putting those boundaries up that I'm not filming, I'm not, you know, I'll be in the same room as him. That's fine. We can both be at the same events, but not gonna have a scene with him at all. 
I think it's totally understandable for her not to want to film with him. Like she's prioritizing her mental health in that situation. Yeah. I think that's important. So like, I don't fault her for that. And obviously like the producer was another cast members, like they want the drama. So like, they want to see that happening, but I don't like, I support Ariana not wanting to film with Tom. Yeah, I agree to a certain extent. I think, sure, if she, before the season started, when she was, you know, talking with producers, laid this out as her boundary, and then now they're coming back and maybe they thought, oh, she'll give in eventually. Like, you know, she's saying that now, but she'll give in. And then they kind of, you know, do pull bait and switch on her now or expecting her to do that then I think that's messed up and she should absolutely stand her ground. I think where I have a little bit of maybe, because I think nat my natural reaction is to agree with you, but then I think, am I being hypocritical? Because in the past on these types of shows, when there have been friendships that have fallen out, when there have been, you know, on the early days of Vanderpump Rules, there were, you know, cheating scandals with, you know, Stassi and Jax in the beginning, and Stassi had a whole season where she basically avoided Jax and didn't want to film with him. But then the following season, and she got a lot of backlash for that, but then the following season, she actually left the show for half a season, but then came back and then kind of gave in and filmed with everyone who she had basically refused to film with for a year. That was a little different, though, because not only was she refusing to film with Jack, she was refusing to film with almost the entire cast. <laughs> but I digress. Um, you know, on these other shows, too, you they have these fallouts, and then people, you know, it gets really toxic, and then they refuse to film with each other. And that kind of sucks, because then the show isn't what it should be. You know, if you're all going to come back, you should all do your job and film together. I guess this just got so big and it was such a one-sided thing of everyone being Team Ariana that I think we all are kind of, you know, stand your ground, don't give in, don't, you know, prioritize your mental health, which yeah, of course she should. I, I just, if they're gonna be on the same show together, it's hard to not film with someone. I, I just don't know how you do that. And continue on but maybe just kind of give her her time and hope that maybe next year she'll kind of enough time will have passed and they both will have moved on enough to film because I just don't know how long this can go I guess that's yeah end. no that makes total sense because I also I haven't watched like historically like those like the housewives or like Vanderpump shows so I don't know like all of that stuff how it works in that filming situations of like obviously there's a lot of drama between everyone and like they just film and they accept it and that's part of their job so maybe just Ariana just like it's just too soon right now for her to do that and then eventually she will be okay with it yeah I think hopefully hopefully so but um yeah yeah we'll see um also in the Vanderpump Rules space before we move on uh Billy Lee is allegedly potentially returning as an ally for Tom Sandoval and I'm all you don't you haven't really watched with Billy Lee, but you actually do know the name, but you might not know it because in the finale, uh, Lala referenced the fact that there there was this um, alleged possible cheating between the two of them a few years ago. 
there, you know, that that was brought up at a reunion season seven that um, they had allegedly had some sort of hookup, but then it kind of just went nowhere because Ariana didn't believe it and they both denied it. So it was just kind of like, oh, that's another rumor. But with what we know now and with Billy weirdly strongly defending Tom this whole time, um that was kind of brought back up as oh maybe that was true this whole time um but yeah so i i actually do like this as much as i don't like either of them right now i think tom does need an ally to film with you know we just don't want him filming alone this whole time so i i do think that it's probably a smart move to bring her back as as kind of an ally for him as yeah i don't know billy at all but we'll be i'll be curious to see how that works out in the show yeah and then last but not least um real houses of miami lenny hockstein is who was the um for anyone who doesn't know um ex-husband of lisa hockstein who um last year that was another cheating scandal (laughs) um lenny uh filed for divorce from Lisa after um, deciding that he wanted to date his mistress of uh, quite a long time that Lisa was not aware of. (laughs) Um, And now they are engaged. And I don't even want to actually say the mistress's name because she is very thirsty and wants all the press she can get. So I'm not even going to give her the satisfaction of saying her name, even though I have it written down right here. (laughs) yeah i saw that on instagram today and it said that um lenny hadn't even finalized divorce yet so yeah that's another interesting point um but yeah so not great yeah lisa posted a great instagram story it was congrats to my still my current husband and his mistress on their engagement (laughs) but you know what that sums it up right there (laughs) yep so anyways that's all for the news so let's move on to some big brother yay i'm excited (laughs) yes so for the three of you who have never heard of big brother maybe (laughs) listening um it is a show very similar to survivor where um you get 16 generally speaking these days strangers in a house which is really a soundstage on the cbs lot and they live together for this season it'll be 100 days the longest season of all time and they compete in competitions and vote each other out week after week and what makes it really unique is that there are 24 7 live feeds so the show is happening in real time and you get to turn it on at any point if you subscribe to paramount plus and you can watch what's happening in the house, whether they are cooking breakfast, fighting, sleeping, usually one of those three things. <laughs> Strategizing, get out in there. Um, and it's one of, I think, both of our favorite shows. So we are so excited to have it back since we haven't had it on since the podcast has started. And um, generally, it usually starts early July, end of June, but it was delayed because of the writers and actors guild strike this year. So we've been itching for it to come back. 
Um, Molly, what is your history with watching Big Brother? When did you start? How many seasons have you watched? Yeah, so we, my first season watching it was with you. And I was looking back, so I was like, wait, when the first season that I was watched was during the school year. Like, I was like, it couldn't have been a regular season. It was the Big Brother over the top season. Yeah. That, that was my very first season watching, which was the only one that's been only online. Yeah. Um, out of all of the seasons of Big Brother. So that was, a, and starting with that season, there was, there were two girls on there from Texas, one of them who was, went to UT and so we love her Morgan um but so that was an exciting season to first start watching because like the winner she ended up winning Morgan won so it was a fellow Longhorn who won that season and I was like wow now I'm hooked because my favorite one <laughs> um <laughs> that's always exciting um but then I just kept watching from then on I haven't seen every season since 2016 but or 2017 whenever that summer was but then I've been now I watched the recent season last season and then now I'm obviously gonna watch this season but so I I don't know how many total maybe four okay of it which isn't that many but I know that has to be a lot of it from you um look it's more (laughs) than a lot of these house guests probably have seen (laughs) but yeah so I've always enjoyed watching it but I feel like my summers when it's like I have been doing other things or busy that I wasn't like in college, I was doing other stuff, wasn't always next to the TV or like couldn't watch it all the time that I couldn't just catch up with it. Because you have to start, if you're watching Big Brother, you need to start it when you when it starts. Oh, 100%. Otherwise, it's so hard to catch up to it. And that's what happened for multiple years of when I missed it um, because I just couldn't catch up to it. <laughs> yeah, it's a hard season to catch up because there's 40 plus episodes in a season. And so, you know, with yeah. three a week, it's like Love Island, where if you get a few days behind, you it's hard to catch up because it's a lot of content. It's a lot to to keep up with. And to me, Big Brother is best when you are kind of keeping up in real time with the live feeds and the social media, because it is, to me, it's more than just a TV show. Because most shows, you watch one hour a week, you kind of forget about it during the week, and then you say oh it's wednesday survivor's on you know great i get to turn it on and then you're like oh what happened last week i like don't even really remember but with big brother if you're keeping up with it all the time like you're thinking about it every day and you're watching it every day and so by the first eviction episode you already know everyone's name you know everything about them you know who you like who you don't like who your who's your favorite alliance like you already have it all figured out by the second week that it's on. Whereas like a lot of these shows, it takes, you know, four or five weeks to really get invested. So. Yeah. And so when was your first season that you watched? So season six, which was 2005 was the first one that I remember watching like live when it was airing. Cause I remember like going to a friend's house at the, towards the end, I think it was the final four eviction. Um, and it was that night, the eviction night, and I was like, do y'all have a TV? I need to watch Big Brother. It's coming on in five minutes. What Where can I go watch it? And I literally, like, went over to, like, a, a separate room to go watch for an hour. <laughs> so that was, like, the first one that I remember really watching. But I do have some episodes of season five on VHS that I found recently. 
So I know that I did also watch season five. I just don't remember. Maybe I like started mid-season or something. Because I just don't rem- or, or just was too young to really remember. But so I did watch that season also live, apparently. I just don't remember it as well as I do like starting season six from start to finish. So yeah, that's been what got going on 18 years. <laughs> that faithfully every episode. Um, do you have, of the seasons that you have watched, do you have a favorite season, a favorite, and I guess over the top maybe is your favorite season, would you say, but, um, do you have like a favorite moment or favorite house guest, uh, we'll say besides Morgan? Okay, well then I have another easy answer, I guess I would say Taylor, um, (laughs) but I love, I love this past season of Big Brother, I feel like, because I hadn't watched it in a couple years, so I was, like, excited to get back to it again, mm. um, and I, like, I missed it, I guess you could say, um, but it was nice to, like, to see the show and, like, everyone, I mean, at first I loved, or I didn't like how everyone was, like, hating on Taylor, but obviously, like, she came out on top, so um, it all worked out for her, but in general, I don't know if I have, like, a favorite moment, I'm trying to think, but I don't know. I feel like there's just a lot of funny moments. Oh, well, in this past season when, in last season when it was Turner and um, Jasmine going at it. Oh, with the Muffin Gate. Muffin Gate. I would say that's one of my favorite moments. But it was like a continuous moment, not just one moment, but like Mm -hmm. that whole saga. (laughs) (laughs) I love Muffin Gate too. Um, Yeah, I... I mean, favorite moment, Keisha's birthday will always be such an incredible episode. Like, there's literally, you can go on YouTube and see the entire, like, eight-hour fight. Like, that was, I don't know if you know much about that, Molly, but it was literally season 10, episode 18. I'll never forget it. Uh (laughs) Um, It was this whole house was fighting about different things like it wasn't just one fight that the whole house was having like it was these two were fighting over here and then like that turned into these two fighting because this person overheard this and they were mad that their name was brought up here but then they like it was just this crazy fight that for went on for hours and hours and hours and it was one of the house guests Keisha it was her birthday that day and so after all these hours of fighting, they then get everyone into the kitchen and they sing the saddest version of happy birthday you've ever heard that like you could just tell everyone hated each other at that moment. And then at, right after they finished singing, there was just this silence for like what felt like an eternity, but was probably like 10 seconds. And then Libra just goes, anyone want cake <laughs> it was just like the funniest thing like to break the silence and then literally like maybe 30 seconds after that they just start yelling at each other all again <laughs> it was just so funny i wish i had feeds at that time i was too young to get live feeds at that point but i really wish i did because i to be able to watch that live must have just been incredible yeah no that sounds great and what are your favorite contestants I think Janelle is probably the most fun to watch just because especially in All-Stars she was such like every week that she didn't win HOH or Vito you thought she was going to go home and then 
almost every one of those weeks she won one of those two or her alliance member did and it was just like her she found a way to save herself every week and it was just like it and it's kind of like taylor i I think the most i feel like taylor since then is probably the one that is the most comparable in that way where it was like almost every week you were like okay how is taylor gonna save herself this week is you know like Who's going to win this to, to make sure that she doesn't go up on that block? And, uh, you know, so it's kind of that similar mentality, but I feel like even more so because like almost the entire house, like besides like two people wanted her out every week and somehow she just found a way to save herself. And it was just really fun to watch. Um, but yeah, I mean, but other seasons, I just love the twists in the earlier seasons, especially like, there were seasons like season five that had um, these two people who didn't know that they were brother and sister, half brother and sister, until they got into the house and wow. just started talking and discovered that they had the same father. And it was just like this wild moment of like, wow. how did production even pull this off of casting these two? <laughs> and that was crazy. Like that moment was just crazy to watch like Davon finding out about the twin twist in season 17 was crazy that she figured that out that there were these two Liz and Julia who were identical twins switching back and forth um every few days and she somehow figured out that that was happening um so that was crazy so yeah there's just been other moments that um like that but they had the season 25 or the 25th anniversary special um that aired last week and a lot of those moments were brought up and that was a fun watch that i would recommend to anyone um to who hadn't seen that that's a big brother fan because that was uh fun to bring up all those kind of old memories as well um but anyways getting into season 25 so we have our cast now that was just revealed earlier today um, we know a little bit nuggets here and there about the twist. Um, there's a lot more that will be revealed on premiere night, I'm sure. But what we know right now, um, they had a clip that uh, went around a couple days ago of former house guests, Danielle Reyes, Brittany Haynes, and Frankie Grande, quote unquote, breaking into the house. Like this was a skit, of course. <laughs> um, but they came in and set off a time laser they're calling it uh, which was I think meant in their minds in the skit to go back and write the wrong you know uh, go back and change histories because they were all three of them you know made it very far but didn't win and so they were wanting to go back and to their seasons and changed the trajectory of the season so that they would win but of course it didn't go correctly and the set off what will apparently be the twist of the season which we don't know what that means exactly i think the general consensus is that there might be twists from those three seasons that they represent come back i don't know do you have any theories as to what that. I don't know. That's interesting, though, that doesn't really work, I guess, but um, <laughs> we'll see. Um, I don't really have any other thoughts about what that could be, though. Yeah, I think, like, the just based on the house decor, it's kind of, like, comic book themed, and so yeah. maybe it's some sort of multiverse where, like, I don't even know. I don't 
can't even theorize, but um, I, yeah, I think kind of the general consensus that, you know, twists from those three seasons could somehow return. Like, I mean, season three, which Danielle Reyes represents, like, they had, um, oh, I guess, no, there wasn't the golden, the maybe the diamond power of Vito um, could be in play. Which is basically the the winner of the power of veto gets to not only take themselves off the block, but they get to choose their replacement rather than the HOH. I think that's how the veto worked in that season. Um, so maybe that could be in play in season twelve, which was Britney's season. They had um, the saboteur, so someone in the house was getting paid each week to um, sabotage the house in some way. Um, and then season 16, there were a few twists that I hope none of them come back. Um, <laughs> put that out into the universe. Uh, but um, yeah, so I will see. But anyways, let's, I guess, because the only other thing we know really is the cast at this point. So let's yeah. kind of just get into the cast a little bit. Um, Bali, what are your first impressions just overall from what you've seen of the cast? Are you hopeful? Yeah, I think the cast members seem like they're all pretty good. Like, like it seemed like when I was watching, we watched, you sent me the link to interview of them answering some yeah. questions. So I had a little bit more of a sense rather than just like looking at pictures. Like I could like hear their voices and see what they were like. And I feel like everyone was like pretty strategic, which was cool to see. Like everyone like kind of had an idea of like what they wanted to do in terms of like gameplay and all I mean I guess you kind of you have to at some points but sometimes I feel like people go into the big brother and they don't know anything that's happening so like it seemed like people actually knew what was happening for this season more than maybe in other seasons um but overall like my, I'm most excited to see Ceri's son um because <laughs> love Ceri who's one survivor um how many times is just once she's never one survivor oh she's never one oh do, okay sorry she never won Survivor. She, she won, won the, the traders. traders. Yes. That's why I was confused. Okay, I was confusing. Those. She's played yeah. Survivor four times. Yeah, that's won. why I was getting confused. But she's never won Survivor, but she has. She did just won the Traders. So I watched her on Survivor. That's why I like mixed it up. But I love her, so I'm excited to see her son on the show because I feel like they have similar. I mean, if she's if he's her son, like probably very smart too. Yeah. Um, so. I'm excited for that. Um, and then there's a girl, I'm blanking on her name this moment, but she was in, I said she went to an Ivy League school. I feel like I'm gonna like her. Mm -hmm. um, do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I'm forgetting. I know I remember um, hearing someone say that, but now I'm forgetting who it was. Let me look at the link so I can see her picture. Was that Kirsten? She's a um, molecular biologist. That. No, America Lopez. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, she seems like she'll be fun. Like, I like her vibe when I was watching her. Um, overall, but I mean, also it's interesting that there's now there's a cast member who's over sixty for the first time. To ever play the game. Yeah. So that should be fun. Oh, and then also one of another survivor relationship. Um, but he got voted out first, but Zach Wardenberger's brother, Corey, is gonna yeah. be on this season. He seems like he's really confident and I'm not so sure like how well he I, I think he'll be good. Like I don't know if he's gonna like be as 
good as he thinks he, he's gonna be. Mm-hmm. But we can get well, into more. That was unfortunately the first one out of Survivor, so I yeah, hope that fate does not happen <laughs> twice. But let's just kind of go through one by yeah. one and and give our quick thoughts based on what we've seen. Because again, you know, like you said, this season was a little different in the sense that usually there's all sorts of interviews that come out all these um you know people magazine entertainment weekly they'll all have their own interviews that they do with them where they get to ask their own questions and um so we get to see a lot more come out like different videos or different you know q a's if even if it's not a video this season they production asked them their own questions and then they sent the same videos to all these publications so okay. we don't get to see or hear as much from them as we normally do preseason. so that kind of sucks a little bit because we really don't have as much of a good idea of what they're going to be like before going in but look i mean we're going to get to see them in two days so <laughs> we don't have too long to wait but it is a little harder to make judgments, I feel like, than it normally is. Um, but we'll go in alphabetical order. Uh, so starting with, we already mentioned America Lopez. She is 27 years old from Edinburgh, Texas. Yay, a Texan. <laughs> um, although she's living currently in Brooklyn, and she is a medical receptionist. So like you said, she went to an Ivy League, which is very impressive. Um, but how do you think she'll do based on what you've seen? I think she'll be pretty good. I think she'll make it decently far. I think because she has that, like, she, I think she'll get, like, a girl group together, get that kind of vibe, mm -hmm. that she would get that, like, girls together, and I think that they would stay strong together. Um, That's just, like, a thought. I don't know if it's actually going to happen, but um, and I think that she's going to be able to play the guys then, get, like, to try to get them to believe her, but then not actually play with them. I'd love that. Yeah, <laughs> we don't see that enough we always see the guys alliances but i mean very rarely other than honestly really other than over the top season with the ball smashers that's yeah. kind of the only successful girls alliance we've ever seen on big brother so i hope that we get that this season that would be amazing um yeah i agree with you i see her being i see her making jury for sure and I think, you know, it seems like she is a big fan of the show. She said that she's watched it for years and years. So I think that that always really helps to actually know the show going into it. Because especially I don't see her being like pegged as the super fan. Because that can, you know, work, then work against you. Because people get nervous that you're too strategic and you know too much about the game. So I see her kind of getting that middle ground a little bit where she knows it well enough to not make stupid mistakes that get you out early, but not be hopefully too much of a threat or target, to, you know, yeah, to be out early as well. So um, next we have Blue Kim. Now Blue had barely any interviews in the video because it seemed to me like she's probably an alternate. I got that vibe just because her interview, like the background was different. You could tell it wasn't, she wasn't in the diary room like everyone else during the interview. She only had a couple little quick clips. So that's my guess. Or for whatever reason, maybe she just couldn't do it that day when they interviewed everyone else. I don't know. But 
I just don't think we know a lot about her. Um, but she's 25 years old from Riverside, California, currently living in New York City, and she's a brand strategist. So from the little that we did see, your thoughts? Um, I think she would be fun to watch. I don't know like how far she would make it, but I think she has a good personality overall. Like I think she'd be like a good contestant. I don't have any, like we don't want to know too much about her, mm -hmm. but I do, I think, I don't, if I looked up her LinkedIn, like I probably have mutual connections with her just because she works in New York as a brand strategist. I feel like, oh. I, I don't know, maybe I should look her up to see if like what agency or where she works, because that's like very much an agency job. Yeah. Um, but let's see. Yeah. I got a vibe from Blue. I mean, and, and again, I hate to judge it because again, I don't know what those clips that they pulled were from exactly, but they felt very like the lines that she was saying felt very scripted felt very like she and I don't know whether that was you know her kind of repeating lines that they were telling her to say for like maybe like a commercial or something or for a different type of thing and then they just ended up using it for this so maybe that wasn't her words I don't know but everything you know the couple clips that we saw from her felt very like um I don't even know the word for it that I'm trying to say but felt very yeah, I know what you're talking, like it kind of like fake yeah so I don't know that we really got to see her and so yeah. I, I I'm withholding judgment but I, from if I'm just basing it on what we saw I kind of feel like she's going to be an early out yeah and I do have three mutual connections with her on LinkedIn oh but there's only one of them I actually really know. You know, sometimes you would yeah, ask people. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so she is oh, okay. at an agency in well, New York. So maybe I'll cross paths with her someday in my in a career if she still stays in agency world. But yeah, <laughs> hopefully so. That's funny though. I mean, I also I feel like she I get the vibe that she doesn't really want to stay in that and wants to kind of mm. do her own thing, which is why she's going on Big Brother. But that that's just my opinion. Um, next, we have Bowie Jane, who is from Melbourne, Australia. Our first, I think, our first Australian contestant. Yeah, she is. Um, from La she's currently living in Los Angeles, and her occupation is a barrister, which is, I believe, a trial attorney in Australia, and slash DJ. So that's an interesting combination. And... Um, from the video, I feel like I got the vibe that she wasn't really very familiar with American Big Brother. She mentioned that she had seen the Australian version, which is totally different. It's more similar to like the UK version of Big Brother, where America votes people out, or season one of American Big Brother, even. Um, so there's not a lot of strategy. There's not a lot of like, you know, kind of the lying and manipulation and backstabbing that we have with um, the American version. So that would be interesting to see kind of how she adapts to that. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it'll be interesting because she seemed to have like a big personality too, which like is great, but I also don't know if like, because she doesn't know that much about the US version, if it's like gonna like bite her in the butt basically of like what could happen there. Yeah. We will see. Um, next, we have Cameron Harden, a 34 years old from Eastman, Georgia, and he is a stay-at-home dad. 
Um, what were your thoughts on Cameron? I feel like he had a lot of airtime on this interview. Um, so I feel like we got to know him or like they were like really showing him and he seemed really down to earth and like a nice guy. And I feel like he's going to go far because of what he was saying in the interview of like he was saying you can read people and just in general, like I feel like his demeanor might not be a threat to people necessarily, but then he is like very strategic, I think, like in what he was saying. So I think that he would make it far without people really noticing that he's so smart. Yeah. He's, and he's I think he also his family aspect. I think like that if he talks about his kid, like it's like, I think people are going to like him because of that. Yeah. And and he's a super fan, he said. You know, he's yeah. watched this. He's applied many times. So he really knows the game. Like, I, I, I see him as somebody who knows it well enough to hide the fact that he knows it so well and use that to his advantage of, yeah. you know, kind of knowing what to expect every week, whereas some others who, even if they've seen the show before a few seasons or whatever, you know, casual fans, they don't necessarily know week to week, like, oh, it's probably going to be this competition this week, or I need to, you know, memorize the days, I need to pay attention to the objects in every room, like, you know, these things that the casual fans don't think to know to pay attention to that he will as a actual really big fan so yes. yeah i i have high hopes for cameron um and then another super fan next we have Corey wurtenberger as you mentioned he is zach wurtenberger from survivor 42 a brother uh he's 21 years old from Weston, Florida, and he is a college student. So, Molly, what uh, you kind of mentioned a little bit about your thoughts on on Corey, but uh, elaborate a little bit more. Yeah, I think he was really overconfident in the video. I would say, like, I think, I mean, I kind of everyone is, I guess, in a way of like saying they're going to win, but he really sold himself to say he was going to win. And I was like, I don't think you are. Um, <laughs> but we'll see. Like. We'll see how it goes when he gets into the house, but I don't have super high hopes. See, I got a vibe more, rather than being overconfident, I got the vibe that he was kind of being sarcastic in what he was um, saying that. Like, I think he was joking. I think that's his humor is like kind of saying like, oh yeah, like, you know, I'm, what do you say? Like, I'm five, six and 140 pounds. Like I'm built for this. Like, I think that was- yeah. Well, not- that part was sarcastic. But maybe the other parts weren't, though. Maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think we'll, we'll get to know his sense yeah. his personality, his sense of humor as, you know, as we get into it. And I think we'll get a better idea of kind of how serious he was <laughs> during that. I think I, I, I am rooting for him as, you know, a fellow Jew, first of all. Because, oh. <laughs> um, you know, I followed Zach uh you know since his survivor season and i really like him and so and it seems like a lot of the press people like sharon tharp you know is saying that she's good friends with zach and she um you know is really rooting for Corey. so i feel like a lot of people who really like him who who know him in real life it seems like and so i'm i'm excited to see him on here and i i actually think that i'm gonna end up really rooting for him and so i have high hopes we're I'm I'm more confident than you are in his ability. <laughs> well, I mean, like I want to root for him, but like I said, so I mean, who knows? 
I want to like Corey, so hopefully he'll he'll prove me wrong. Yeah, I hope so. Um, next we have Felicia Cannon, who at 63 years old, like you said, is the oldest woman to ever play Big Brother and the second oldest house guest ever. Um, second only to Jerry from season 10. Uh, she is from Tacoma, Washington, currently living in Kennesaw, Georgia, and she is a real estate agent. Uh, so what, what were your thoughts on Felicia? I think she is like, I'm excited to see what she's like in the house, but I don't know how far she would make it in this season, but I liked her, like watching her, I liked her and overall what she was saying. I think she's smart and like is capable of making it far, but I just don't know if other people will want her for that long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it could go one of two ways because the I, I feel like she's going to kind of play the motherly role, which can, we've seen it go positive, positively. Um, like, you know, even season 10, we saw it with Rennie, she was kind of that motherly role and she made it to top five and everyone loved her. Um, but then you see it like on claim to fame with Jane, you know, everyone saw her as the motherly figure, but when that type of figure then betrays you or you kind of catch them playing you and really playing the game, that hurts even more. Once you really feel that kind of like, if someone, you know, feels like you, she's taken them under her wing and then she betrays them, then that hurts a lot more than you know some other house guests betraying them and then that can backfire and then you know she ends up going so I don't know I I think it all depends on kind of how well she's able to to navigate that but um I I I like her from what I've seen in the video so I hope that she does well uh she seems really likable we'll see um next we have Hassan, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, Gueli, not sure if I'm pronouncing that right either. <laughs> he is 45 years old from Minneapolis, currently living in Seattle, and he is a geriatric physician. Uh, so what were your thoughts on Hassan? I feel like we're going to see a ton of him in this interview, um, so I don't have like a strong opinion of him, but I think that he seems to be good I don't know him super well but I don't know we'll see I don't do you remember more what he said because I don't really remember the only kind of red flag that I had from him was that his strategy was very specific like it sounded like he had this whole plan like he was gonna pick a you know a ride or die and then they were gonna work two different sides of the house and play the middle and find this big group i don't know it felt like he had this whole strategy planned out which i feel like is overthinking it and that worries me a little bit that when somebody has this whole elaborate plan it all gets thrown out the window you know as soon as one little twist comes in play then all of a sudden everything you had planned out goes to crap and i feel like i wonder if he's going to be able to kind of be flexible and malleable with you know, kind of going with the flow and someone wins HOH, you don't expect to, are you going to just kind of sulk and, you know, and kind of, you know, be upset that your strategy isn't working out or are you going to kind of go, okay, I'm going to work with this and figure out how I'm going to get past this. So 
yeah, I, I don't know. That's the one kind of red flag I had. But other than that, I I had no other strong feelings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that is questionable. So we'll see. Yeah. Um. Next we have Izzy Gleicher, uh, thirty two years old from New York City, and she's a professional flautist or flutist. Um. What were your thoughts on Izzy? I like Izzy. I think that she could go far, and I think that it's also interesting. I think did she say she was the first queer person or not for, like woman queer? I don't know if she is or not. But not the it, first, I think she mentioned that it's not common. Yeah, so it's gonna. It's nice to have like more representation there. Um, but and I think that she seems like a really nice person. I think everyone will get along with her too. So overall, like. I'm excited to see her on the season and hope she makes it far. Yeah, I I see her as a, making jury. I don't see yeah. I don't foresee her being an early early exit. Um, but yeah, I and think she she's gonna be likable. I think she's gonna kind of fit in. I I kind of see her kind of. I I almost kind of see her as being that person in week six. We're going oh my god, wait, there's someone named Izzy on this show? Like, you just kind of, like, you know, <laughs> fly under the radar and don't make waves, vote with your alliance. I just, for some reason, I kind of see her, maybe I'm thinking of, like, kind of comparing her maybe unfairly to Casey from season 20, who kind of played that role, and everyone called her furniture because she was just kind of, like, you forgot she was there. <laughs> you kind of blended in with the house, and for some reason, I don't know why I kind of see her playing that same role, but I could be totally wrong. Yeah, well, she, she also mentioned the show, so you know. Let's we'll see. She said that she just watched like all the seasons in the past, like okay, few months. that was questionable to me. You can't <laughs> do that. You yeah, I was like episodes a season. You cannot watch each of them twice. Twenty four seasons. Yeah. I I can't do the math that quickly. But I don't know that there's literally enough hours in seven months, six months to do that. But I don't know what she meant by that. But I will I will hope someone asks after the season what she meant by that. <laughs> yeah, that was really interesting when she said that. I was like, oh my gosh, that's that possible. <laughs> but I appreciate the honesty. You yeah. know what? I think a lot of these people will, like, when they get asked, and I don't know that a lot of them did this season, but in previous seasons, you go, oh yeah, I'm a huge Big Brother fan. And then they get in the house and find out they've seen one season that production sent them when they were starting casting. So I appreciate the honesty. Um, then next we have Jag Baines. He is 25 years old from OMAC, Washington. And occupation is a truck company owner. Uh, so, what were your thoughts on Jag? I like Jag. I think that he has like good personality, and I think that his like overall, like he seemed really smart um, as well in terms of like what his strategy was in general. Um, which I'm blanking on exactly what it was, but I just remember liking it when he said. Uh, <laughs> so I also it's also good he said he or like it's good to see that they are like also making it more diverse with having the first Sikh person on the show so I think that's going to be interesting of like people like hearing that story more so like we'll see that I'm sure in the show as well as in the live feeds um of people talking to him about that so 
I think overall he's going to be a good player this season. Yeah, I agree. I really liked him. I think that he seems super likable, super easygoing. Um, I think will be kind of a house favorite that everyone just kind of wants around for the company. And, you know, as someone who's likable to be around. And I think that goes a long way, really, in terms of just kind of people not wanting you to be, even if they're on the opposite side of the house, you know, to be someone who's kind of the last on the totem pole of who you want out just because they're likable. And so I think that that actually does wonders. And I, I see him as kind of being that type of person who will not be an early out just for that reason alone. Yeah. Um, and then next we have Jared Fields, of course, son of survivor legend, Suri Fields. He is 25 years old from Norwalk, Connecticut, and his occupation is an exterminator. That's interesting. Um, what were your thoughts on Jared? I like Jared. I want him to go far. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I didn't realize he has a lot of siblings and he's the youngest, he said. 11 kids? Yeah. I, I have to think those some of those are half-siblings. There's no yeah. way Sari gave birth 11 times. I just... I. <laughs> I think we would know that by now, right? Yeah. That that would be something that in the four seasons of Survivor plus season of The Traitors, we would have learned about Suri. <laughs> so yeah. unless I'm just forgetting it, maybe we did know that. But I, 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 I have to think those are half siblings, some of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I agree. I I thought he seemed again super likable, and. I like that he's, well, I like that he's not telling them who his mother is, but yeah. I wonder if if uh, Corey Wartenberger will recognize him or if he says his last name. If uh, And I wonder if Jace, uh, Jared will recognize Corey. I don't think he would recognize him, but I don't know if Corey's hiding the fact that Zach was on Survivor. And so once Jared hears that, I, I, I just wonder how that's going to work out, whether they're going to kind of confide that in each other if they don't tell the rest of the house and, you know, use that to kind of connect them or if, because I mean, I have to think Jared's been a Survivor fan and would rec wouldn't know the name Zach Wartenberger and I know that Corey's a Survivor fan and so I wonder if he'll recognize Jared at all but um yeah that'll be really interesting the fact that we have two Survivor connections to see how that will play out yeah we'll have to see um next we have Kirsten Elwin um Kirsten is 25 years old hometown of Orlando Florida via Dominica current city of Houston, Texas, my current city as well. <laughs> and occupation is a molecular biologist. So she's very smart. Um, what were your thoughts on Kirsten? Yeah, I thought that Kirsten has the potential to make it pretty far. Like I think in her speaking in the interview, like she seemed like she knew a lot and like had like good things to say about just like in general like seemed like she had a lot of knowledge of big brother um and i don't know i like i think she's like fun personality to to see so i think i think she can make it far yeah i liked her as well um my only 
kind of, and I don't, I wouldn't say red flag, but it, it kind of felt similar to blue for me where a lot of what she was saying felt like sound bites, felt like, yeah. you know, kind of scripted forced lines. So I don't, again, think that I really got to know her personality like as well as some of the others that felt like we were hearing more genuine uh, answers from yeah. in there. So I think her personality when we get in the house could be very different from what it felt like on that interview. And so I'm interested to see kind of what she'll really be like when she's in there. But I, I do think that she uh, seemed also, you know, very smart, very likable. I could, I could see her making it far. And it could have also just been like, I don't know, maybe the the video of like from them speaking doesn't sound as real. Maybe I don't know. Like in I terms think of some people in the diary room, just sound more scripted than others. Yeah, like, and it doesn't it, it mean anything for their gameplay. But just sometimes, I think maybe certain people have a tendency to kind of go on and on or you know uh, kind of go on tangents and then the diary room has to kind of get them to consolidate their answers a little bit more and then you know it sounds fake when they're saying it whereas others are a lot better at kind of doing that naturally and so then they sound more genuine so I think you know that would be me as I would go on and on and then <laughs> tell me to shorten it and then I'd be like I would I be so conscious in there of not sounding scripted because I hate when people sound scripted that I think I would overly be thinking about like not sounding scripted in there and then I don't know how that would turn out but <laughs> that would be my mindset we'll see how she is on the show yeah that's all we got. <laughs> yeah um next we have Luke Valentine 30 years old from Weston Florida currently living in Coral Springs Florida and he is an illustrator interesting um what were your thoughts on Luke I first didn't get like the best vibes from him and then he kind of grew on me a little bit as the more I was watching the interview, but I still don't know like how I feel about him to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I get the vibe from Luke almost that he's gonna play like Ryan Lochte on the Traders, and in the sense that he's just kind of kind of be that guy that really doesn't know what's going on <laughs> and is just kind of there but nobody wants to target him because he doesn't know what's going on like <laughs> he, why why would you target luke he's just kind of you know yeah here <laughs> um i could again i could be totally wrong but for some reason that's just kind of the vibe i, I get that i see that he's just kind of gonna be a lone wolf like kind of gonna be like maybe vote kind of unexpectedly sometimes where like it's a unit it's like you know 11 votes for one person then he's the one person that votes the other way just because he either doesn't know how everyone else is voting or he's just kind of like thinks it would be funny to vote the other way <laughs> um, and yeah. then everyone goes on a crazy scavenger hunt to try to find who the rogue vote was and nobody expects it was him like that's just kind of like i don't know i i see that happening for some reason that's my prediction but <laughs> that's yeah that's kind of the vibe i get from luke um next we have matt klotz matt is our first hearing impaired big brother house guest ever um he is 27 years old 
um, from Cameron Park, California, currently living in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and he is a Deflympics gold medalist. I didn't know the Deflympics was a thing. But um, yeah, that, I think it's really cool that uh, that he's on as our first hearing impaired house guest. Uh, what were your thoughts on him? Yeah, no, it was cool when he said like how one of his powers or like his like strategic like how what one thing that would benefit him is that he can read lips really well. Because I mean, when you're mm -hmm. deaf or hearing impaired, like you have to have that ability to be able to tell what people are saying more easily. So I think that will be really interesting. Um, like I don't know if there's like a distance for how long or how far away he has to be for someone to read their lips, but like in general, like people want to know that he's listening in, well, listening in, like like seeing their lips speaking. Um, but then having the information for himself, which will be interesting. Um, that's like a new kind of like we haven't seen that before. So I'm excited to see how that will work to to his benefit, hopefully. Yeah, I think that'll be interesting. I am not sure, maybe he said this, if he's completely deaf or if he's just, you know, kind of a little bit hard of hearing or like, I'm not sure where exactly on that scale he is. Um, I'm also not sure if he has like a cochlear implant uh, that he uses or kind of what exactly the situation is there. But and the reason why I asked this is because I I think while that could be to his advantage to be able to read lips, where it's possibly a disadvantage is if he, you know, people often will kind of listen through the door or listen through a wall to try to like eavesdrop a conversations that they're not a part of. And that I think could be to his disadvantage to not be able to do that. Yeah. So... I think it's kind of a, I guess, a give or take um, uh, of, you know, being able to read lips better than most other people, I'm sure will be um, a huge advantage, like he said. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure exactly what the situation is, but if he, um, you know, isn't able to hear well, then I think that could be does disadvantage to not be able to kind of eavesdrop in that way that others can. That for was... sure but I, he seemed like very like chill like surfer dude vibes yeah him, like, which i kind of like i think that the the big brother house like needs kind of like a that chill person so he i think tyler him, crispin vibes in that way yeah he, he like really tyler. gave me tyler vibes i was like he looked like him too yeah um but so we'll see we'll see how he is this season yeah um next we have nicole hayes i'm not sure Nicole. Nicole um she is 30 years old from st louis currently living in upper marlboro maryland and um she's a political consultant uh what did you think of mccall yeah i don't remember her that much in the interviews i think that she seemed nice i don't know i don't have like a strong opinion of her right now but we'll see yeah, I really liked her, actually. I see her as being, um, having a lot of potential to go a long way. It seemed like she is a fan of the show and had a pretty good strategy, seems very smart. I I see her having kind of all the ingredients to make a really good player. So I, I see her, you know, getting top five, top six 
Yeah, I didn't realize that her profession was a political consultant, so I feel like that also will help her in speaking yeah. or, like, bringing people to, like, be on her side and things. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like she, like, has that persuasiveness to her, too, probably, yeah. so I think that would definitely help her. And I think, I definitely think she'll make it pretty far, too. Yeah, I, I have high hopes for her. Um, Next, we have Red Utley? Utley? Yes. Not sure how to pronounce that. 37 years old from Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and works in sales. Um, what were your thoughts on Red? He is an interesting dude. That's what I'm <laughs> um, no, he like he seemed like very like. I mean, in this picture, he looks like like a hippie almost, but not really. Yeah. Like I don't know. Um, he's very. I would say like maybe like the personality. I think like I don't know how to compare it, but. He just, like, is very out there, personality-wise. Yeah. Do you remember Cornbread, the first one voted off of... of, uh, Yes. uh, That's who I was reminding me of. Over the top. Yeah, he's a combination to me of Cornbread and Donnie from season 16. And I I, I didn't come up with that myself, I have to say. I don't remember who, but someone I saw um, made that comparison. And I thought, oh my god, that is so right. (laughs) But... But I don't know. I don't see him making it very far. I kind of similarly I think to um what I said uh uh about um Felicia I think I could see it kind of going one of two ways where he's either just this likable you know he's not even older he's 37 I don't know why I I think that he's so much older he looks older (laughs) <laughs> but sorry, sorry, but <laughs> yeah, I felt like Cornbread was the first one voted out of his season, but you know, Donnie Thompson made it to top eight, I think, on season sixteen. So, and he was just kind of you know super likable for a while, but um, you know, once they kind of started catching him actually play the game more, then they got him out. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think he could either be the first one out or make it well into jury i don't i don't really see him winning but (laughs) we'll see which way it goes um and then last but not least we have riley smedley she is 24 years old from portland maine currently living in nashville and she is a bartender so your thoughts on riley um she gives me like kind of like Alyssa vibes um Whereas, but she seems a little bit more like she knows more about stuff going on than Alyssa does. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. I think that Riley like has a potential to do pretty well, but then not win the game. Mm-hmm. See, I thought she was going to give me Alyssa vibes. I think just from looking yeah. at her picture, that was the, like the expectation I had going into listening to her interview. But then once she actually started talking, I got a lot different vibe than I thought I would. Yeah. She seemed a lot more knowledgeable about the game. She seemed to have like a pretty good head on her shoulders. And I do actually think that she has more potential than someone like Alyssa. I think Alyssa, even though, I mean, I know Alyssa said she was a fan of the show and maybe she was, but she really like didn't do anything much (laughs) for making her own decisions and I do see Riley being a lot more involved strategically 
hopes, I think. So I have higher hopes for her. I think that she'll she has potential to to make it for further than um yeah. than I originally thought. Um but anyways, that's the full cast. Um so based on everything we said, let's each pick a first boot prediction and a winner prediction so that we can go back later and see how wrong we were. <laughs> okay. Um I'm going to say for the first boo, uh, I I say Hassam. Mm, okay. Um, just because like, we didn't get the best vibes from him. But then my winner prediction, I'm saying Cameron. I will say first boot, I'll go red. And then for my winner pick... You know what? I'm going to go Corey. Okay. I think I think I'm just going to manifest it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have I think potentially our first Jewish Big Brother winner. Oh. Maybe I'll not about that. I actually Also, I feel like Izzy's Jewish too, but I don't know for sure. Do we know that? Oh. Maybe. I don't know. We can look that up later. Yeah. Um Anyways, any last thoughts, predictions, hopes, dreams for the season? Anything you want to manifest into the world before we get started here on Wednesday night? Yeah, I I just hope that they're like the twist that they bring in, like actually help with in terms of like not like bringing it away from the game, but like helping the game, mm-hmm. um, and like that aspect of like I feel like some of the twists last season like didn't really make total sense like I feel like I want them to all like mesh well in the game and like how they bring those about I don't know exactly what that means but I'm saying general terms but yeah yeah (laughs) so that's what I hope and I also want there to be drama of course I feel like that's always fun to see that go down in the show especially because they're like all living together so when there's fighting happening it's kind of entertaining to see that um yeah. but i also want people to get along and i want there to be like strong alliances that like i want to root for as well yeah no, i agree with everything you said i think for me i hope that there's game villains but not real life villains i think last season the problem with the early weeks of the game was that the people who were kind of the villains were villains because they were seemingly just bad people (laughs) versus just making playing hard and playing you know going against the fan favorites but just because of the game you know and not because of any racial bias seemingly as to you know why they seem to go after Taylor, it's, it seemed like. Um and so I, I think, you know, we want villains that are fun to root for, not that that seem just kind of give you just icky vibes. <laughs> um and then, you know, twist wise, yeah, I agree. I just hope that it's fair, whatever the twist is. I hate when it seemingly gives such huge advantage to one person and makes it totally unfair to another 
Um, and I just hope that whatever it is, is, yeah, it's fair. It doesn't give anyone too much power or make anyone put anyone in a bad position for no fault of their own. Um, and yeah, I just hope that they play hard, that there's not some one big alliance that just runs the whole game and makes it really boring. I hope that everything's shifting and changing week to week and that we get, you know, if there are two sides that they both kind of go back and forth and being in power and um, that it can kind of feel a little bit like an old school season because I think this feels like an old school cast. It's a lot more diverse age-wise than we've seen recently. It's the second oldest cast in history on average. Um, and it's the one most that we've seen since like season three, which is crazy. Um, so I think this is a strong start cast wise and I just hope it continues yeah no I'm excited for the season and all that it will have to it because also they were saying about like now being in the fall season too that like maybe things will be like when the Halloween comes about like things could be fun around that time frame I don't know like it's crazy to think that's still gonna be filming through Halloween oh my god almost going to Thanksgiving it's 100 days yeah, that's so that's going to be cool by the time it starts. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I'm excited though because we'll be watching it a lot. So yes. it's going to be taking up a lot Yeah, of time. I think this is a show that I think we'll do another episode maybe like halfway through the season and then we'll do another one at the very end. So we can kind of give checkpoints and um, and and, you know, track how things are going throughout the season so we will be well we will be keeping up daily until then um so if anything really exciting happens we can always talk about it on here as we go and and play it by ear but yeah super excited can't wait feels like forever since we've had it and i am very ready for it um but thank you guys for listening give us your thoughts on the cast and once the season starts your thoughts on how it's going um we'd love to hear from y'all and don't forget to follow us at let's chat reality on instagram and be sure to subscribe on apple Podcasts or spotify wherever you get your podcasts and thank you guys for listening and we will chat with y'all next week bye